open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host at Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have a great guest with us today, uh, Brian Donegan. He's head of business development for the Isle of Man government, uh, been on the podcast a few times. Welcome back, Brian. Thanks, Trace. Good to be here. You know, we'll just get started right off. The sure. Isle of Man wants to be a Bitcoin or blockchain valley, right? And to that end, you've actually implemented a couple pieces of regulation, been signed by the prime minister. They're active and enforced law. Maybe you could give us a little bit of recap on what those are and how they affect this industry. Sure. The two pieces of regulation are called the Proceeds of Crime Act, which is an existing piece of regulation from 2008 that we've updated uh, to capture the needs for digital currency. And the second piece is a piece of primary uh, regulation which we introduced called the Designated Businesses Act, which really addresses the whole KYC AML need for, for this industry. So maybe if I could wind it back a little bit and give you some context. If we go back to, say, 2013, when we entered into this industry, uh, we found that a lot of businesses were approaching us, asking us, do they come and register in the Isle of Man, which clearly we wanted wanted them to do. And it seemed to us that um, there was an emerging vertical uh, sector similar to this, uh, which could give us the success that we had along the lines of e-gaming, which, of course, as you know, is 20% of our economy now. It started from zero back in the early 2000s. And so we started to see this convergence going on between e-gaming and digital currencies and thought, let's use the same formula for success that we had for e-gaming, which was to mitigate risk by keeping crime out and protecting the consumer through regulation. And that regulation is the AML KYC anti-terror financing that I, I've just mentioned to you. Uh, that was announced in 2014 as, uh, as measures that the Isle of Man were instituting. And they were on the statute book by the end of 2015. So lightning speed by any objective measure. That's been uh, a great success for us. We've had a lot of interest from digital currency businesses that have wanted to come to a quality jurisdiction like the Isle of Man uh, and incorporate. What we've found in the last 18 months or so is that the uh, type of businesses that are coming to us are slightly different. They are more to do with software businesses that have some very clever uh, distributed applications that they want to put on open source, either using the Bitcoin blockchain, Ethereum, or more recently, we're seeing private permission blockchains as being a favored uh, type of approach that um, particularly financial services type companies want to adopt. So we're very, very happy to entertain them, bring them to the island and make sure that they uh, get incorporated successfully and have the necessary capital allocated to them. And to that end, we introduced a capital investment fund in 2016, which is a $160 million fund. 
and that is a fund that can be applied to by any digital business. We're seeing a lot of digital currency, we're seeing a lot of blockchain, but we're also seeing a lot of broad fintech type businesses. So digital payments, for instance, is a, is a very common type of uh, business application that we see coming to us. But uh, the Isle of Man is very well suited to coping with those sort of businesses simply because we have two big pillars of opportunity. One is tax and the other one is technology. So tax is rated at zero for corporate tax and capital gains tax when you IPO or trade sale is also rated at zero. So a very successful business that you may have heard of is PokerStars that was recently uh, sold to a company called Amaya for many uh, billions early last year. And of course, that business wouldn't necessarily attract any capital gains because we have no capital gains in, in the Isle of Man. So it, that's that sure helps with your return. <laughs> that sure helps with the return and your, and, your, and your bottom line, that's for sure. So those, those businesses that are looking to come to the Isle of Man today will enjoy zero corporate tax, no capital gains and no tax on dividends, plus a very strong regulatory environment where we in government have a very strong view about keeping crime out and protecting the consumer. And we do that by really going after and selecting the premium end of the market or businesses from the premium end of the market and uh, mitigating risk by making sure that uh, we really ensure that our uh, regulatory officers keep a very, very good line of sight on all the businesses that are operating successfully in the island. The big initiative last year, uh, 2016, was the introduction of the fund, as I say. Yeah, um, now th this is a yeah. $160 million fund Correct. professionally managed, Correct. right? And we, 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 as a government, we've had to really farm out the uh, management of that fund to a, a fund manager, a UK fund manager, so that there's a, because it's taxpayer money, we have to be absolutely transparent and accountable in terms of how that's managed. So we felt that that was a, a, the best way possible to do that. What's the general purpose behind the fund? What size companies are you going after or investment size are you going after? Uh, what specific areas or niches? So the, 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 the funds that uh, we have 95 applications in the pipeline currently and there are about six of those companies are about to get allocated capital. Those amounts range from anywhere from half a million uh, dollars to uh, multi-million dollars. So it's a very, very broad range. Our, our main desire is to bring in quality businesses and quality people that can generate quality sustainable IT jobs for the long haul. That's ultimately what we want to do. So, so really, the 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 deal is that you know we're we're effectively providing capital uh, for successful businesses and for successful startups that want to scale quickly. And really, in return, what we want is to make sure that we've got really good quality management teams with smart people that want a a. Um, jurisdiction that can help them achieve their objectives. Okay, so you've got the regulatory piece, you've got uh, a little bit of the investment piece to attract people in. And, you know, if they're going to be creating all of these good, high-quality IT jobs and whatnot, I mean, what what about the people who actually have the skill or the education in order to to perform these these types sure. of knowledge worker jobs in this new innovative space that's highly complex, very technical, computer science, math, cryptography. Sure. I mean, are there really that many people on the Isle of Man looking to do that type of work? Sure. I mean, we have a pool of, of, of people in the IT space and in the fintech space that have sustained our, our industry. So to put some 
figures on that for you. The Isle of Man is 85,000 people population, and the working population is somewhere in the region of about 40,000 uh, individuals. Of those, there are about two to 3,000 people working in IT, and they tend to be coders, developers, etc. From our perspective, we can never have enough good quality people. So another initiative from 2016 was the opening of a university for IT, and the idea is that uh, we want to have a top-class uh, university program uh, where people can get a first-class degree uh, in computer science and cybersecurity. What makes it unique is that government has decided that uh, the best way to make people job-ready uh, on graduation is to give them an opportunity to become interns during the course of their undergraduate years. And so we've worked very closely with local industry to ensure that there is an intern program. So if you're an intern uh, at microgaming or Playtech or uh, PokerStars or any of these companies, the ideal way for you to go forward would be to join the education program at the college. So by the time you graduate, you've actually got not only a first-class degree, but a first-class experience as well working for a great company. So all being well, you should be in a much better position to get a meaningful, well-paid job on graduation. So what about some of uh, the podcast listeners who might you know, be high school students, uh, say they're either European or Australian, or maybe they're in the U.S.? I mean, how friendly is the Isle of Man towards admitting you know, these, these bright, quality uh, potential students to the university and like, the visa process and all of that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, you have a giant wall around the Isle of Man, no, like uh, Trump's building. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. We the the, the process is very simple. So if um, if you're a uh, an EU citizen or a UK citizen, you can you can automatically come to the Isle of Man uh, and live and work there. If you are outside of that area, so US or uh, Asia, wherever, is a very simple uh, process in, in terms of applying for immigration. And that's done via the UK, which does all of that ex external immigration uh, processing and screening on our behalf. Uh, so once you clear that, you're, you're clear to come to the Isle of Man. Uh, you will need a simple work permit, but last year, another initiative we, in, it, we, we developed was the exemption program for IT workers. So um, if you're an IT worker, we would consider, and provided you have the skill set, we would fast track you into the Isle of Man. So you don't have to wait around for a work permit. We, we, we've just done away with the need for that. So it's, it's, it's very, very open. I guess the, uh, the big question, Mark, how has Brexit impacted the Isle of Man? And how do you see it impacting kind of that legal political landscape? Yeah, I mean, forward. I guess I guess Brexit has been the uh, is the, is uh, and continu continues to be the big unknown. Nobody really knows because there is no precedent. One of the um, sort of uh, abiding things that have come out of our discussions with the UK is that there seems to be a strong will to continue to have access to the single market and the customs union. And uh, I don't think anybody would would doubt that. But the issue really is what are the what are the terms and conditions under which that will take place. Outside of that, we don't really know what the outcome of that is, and I think we're going to have to really just sort of sit tight and wait for further developments. But what we are doing is we're, we're, we're looking further afield and outside of the EU, and we're looking to doing our own uh, business development and uh, trade deals with, with businesses outside of the EU. Uh, the world is a big place, so certainly we continue to do that through our FDI, our Foreign Direct Investment Program in Asia, uh, U.S., 
uh, and, and further afield. Kind of in that vein, the, the Isle of Man has a lot of like tr- international trusts, hedge funds, insurance companies, captive insurance, you know, a lot of these more esoteric areas. How about like Bitcoin and blockchain being applied to some of these industries that you've already really gone after and courted? You know, kind of like Caymans has courted hedge funds, so is Isle of Man, and sure. you've got significant market share there. Sure, we have you a, could speak we, a little yeah, bit. Sure, that. sure. Um, it, the, the Isle of Man, I, I would say this, wouldn't I? Uh, as a government officer, uh, the Isle of Man government is very tech savvy and has a um, a clear objective to work closely with the financial institutions in the Isle of Man, who are in the main international brand names, uh, some of whom are particularly well advanced on the technological side. And the idea here is that the idea of an e-citizen program can be developed, and we are looking at that uh, with with some of those major international bank names, uh, whereby we would work in collaboration together to develop what we would call probably a sandbox regulatory and uh, technological sandbox program where we could look at things like the whole area of notarized identity, uh, which is one of the sort of key missing parts in the whole sort of blockchain Bitcoin ecosystem. And it continues to be the holy grail uh, or the missing piece of the jigsaw. The Isle of Man is very, very aware of that and would would love to be able to be the first jurisdiction to come up with a product trial or a program where we could actually fix that, uh, fix that missing piece of the jigsaw. And maybe kind of along those lines, we've seen... Uh, you know, companies try to come to the Island Man. What about getting legacy bank accounts? And, you know, just from an operational standpoint, you know, are they able to get all of that? How, how has that all kind of worked or played out since the regulations have all gone into, gone into effect? Sure. So in, in, in relation to our regulators, we, we have more than one regulator on the Isle of Man. I would say that the, the, the regulatory environment or framework in the Isle of Man is very uh, open in the sense that it's open access. In other words, if you're a business that's looking to come to the Isle of Man to establish a business in e-gaming, the e-gaming regulator, uh, the door is always open and, and very, very willing to sit down with, uh, with, with all applicants to discuss their, their, their needs and uh, requirements. The same is true for the Financial Services Authority and the same is, is true for the regulator for, for data. We have our own uh, data regulator as well. And just on that point, I should also point out that um, in relation to data, the EU, while we're not full members of, of the e- uh, European Union, the EU in in Brussels um, examined the Isle of Man in terms of its uh, data capacity uh, and awarded it a, a adequacy requirement, which effectively means that the EU would allow the Isle of Man to transmit its data from its companies into the 28 members of the EU and back again. That has to do really with the fact that the EU in this case examined our technological platforms and concluded that uh, we have a number of major assets that are um, significantly better than a lot of even larger countries that we compete with. And they would be mainly the fact that uh, we have a global telecoms interconnectivity infrastructure. Uh, We have six tier three data centers that are the Rolls Royce of, of, of data centers. We generate all our own power from natural gas supplies. And of course, that's very important for anybody in a digital transaction business because you've got to ensure that um, those transactions don't don't fall over. So from 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 those point of views, I, I would say that from a, a regulatory perspective, we're absolutely open and accessible. 
Thanks for listening to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. Our awesome audio editor needs to eat. He makes your experience better by increasing the sound quality and decreasing the show's time by editing out unnecessary ums, ahs, pauses, and such. With only a few seconds of your time, you can support the show. Do you ever buy stuff on Amazon? Before you do, simply visit bitcoin.kn forward slash resources. You can get there from the homepage and click on one of the links. It takes you to Amazon. Then, at no additional cost to you, we get a tiny percentage of anything you purchase, even if it's not that particular item. These resources, they're all my favorite hacks that have increased my quality of life, so you might learn something helpful. They range from healthy snacks to sleep optimization, meditation tools, cognitive enhancers, immune system boosters, and much more. Maybe you'll find them useful. Either way, any support is greatly appreciated. Thanks, and now back to the show. What about uh, getting these bank accounts? Like if if we've got, you know, say Kraken wanted to come to the Isle of Man and, you know, we're digital currency exchange, we're holding customer funds, we're, uh, you know, both fiat and cryptocurrency. I mean, are we able to do business there yet? I mean, like how's that kind of all play out? So so in relation to digital currency exchanges, the Isle of Man is part of the UK clearing bank system. Uh, and so the current position is that um, we are unable to clear bank transactions for anybody in the digital currency exchange business. And so new applicants uh, are finding that they can get uh, operational bank accounts um, elsewhere in uh, Eastern Europe, Baltic states, etc. But they're still using the island as a place where they would like and prefer to incorporate simply because from a regulatory and a compliance perspective, it looks very, very good on for any company to be in a, a jurisdiction of repute uh, such as the Isle of Man is. Oh, so so it seems like it's mainly like the Isle of Man chartered banks, they would they would be willing to give a bank account, but they're being held back from being able to do so because of the UK regulators. Yeah, so, so and the, so you'd have to go get a bank account like in Estonia or correct. or like one of these other jurisdictions. Correct. But yeah. you could still have your share your shares issued out of uh, yes. Isle of Man for the investors, have zero percent dividends, zero percent capital gains. Absolutely. Yes, you can you can absolutely incorporate and base your business in the island, uh, but you would have to seek, in, just in the case of digital currency exchanges, uh, you would have to seek operational banking elsewhere. That doesn't apply uh, to businesses where that are in the ecosystem that we would call the sort of Bitcoin blockchain, particularly around businesses that uh, we would call software businesses with distributed applications looking to sit that on either the Bitcoin blockchain or uh, Ethereum, or, or increasingly we're seeing people moving to the whole idea of private permission blockchains, simply because the asset test by, by the regulator is that if, if an entity is holding client assets or client cash, then that, that would suggest that it needs a banking license and we're, we're not in a position to, to offer those uh, right now for, uh, for digital currency exchanges and that's why they're going to places that uh, you've just mentioned. Okay, so if the company is actually holding customer assets, then it's going to be difficult to get a bank account. But yes. if uh, you're just operational or paying paying salaries or payroll, not holding customer funds, then correct. Like, and 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 that's obviously on a case by case basis with the regulator. So the regulator is is very accessible. That they they will engage uh, and have that conversation and uh, to be able to understand the finer points 
of you know any given business and and what it, what it proposes to do in terms of its financial model or how it proposes to be monetized. And it and it seems like as soon as the UK kind of gets its act together, then the Isle of Man will be right there, like ready to ready yes. to offer full services. Yes, we, we we're actually I think ahead of the game in the sense that you know back in 2013 we 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 uh, made the announcement that we were introducing the uh, the regulations and. Um, the, the UK has yet to do it, but I understand that the position in the UK is that they they think that digital currencies are a good thing, provided they're used correctly. But I think they need time to be able to develop the necessary uh, plans to introduce uh, potential regulation. Well, before we close up, you've been around Bitcoin now for about what three, four years. What you know before we in the interview, what's your general thought on the the industry, this blockchain technology industry, this innovation that's happening, where it's going? Like, what are okay. kind of your thoughts, you know, coming from sure. position with the Isle of Man government sure. and all this? Yeah, I, I, there are a number of thoughts. I'm still very excited. I'm still I'm still uh, a, a great advocate and ambassador for, uh, for the technology. The technology is here to stay. It's not going to be uninvented. And every year that we sort of look back since you know 2012 2013 we see uh, some really significant developments uh, i think the significant developments for us have been certainly how the uh, banks have uh, really embraced the technology um, you know swift in particular uh, and the whole sort of payment space how they've how they've actually embraced the technology and how they plan to actually develop it even further these are the things that i think we're pretty much unheard of four years ago when we we first uh, encountered the technology because there was a lot of uh, controversial things happening in the press at the time and in the in the intervening years what we've actually seen is that cooler heads have prevailed people have done their analysis and uh, they realized that this technology has transformational ability in terms certainly in the area of the clearing and settlement of securities uh, we've seen that it's it's not how it's actually going to make money for corporations. It's how it's going to save money for corporations in the billions. And I, I think that as those developments happen with the likes of R3, the representational rep, you know representative body for for international banks, I think what will happen is that 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 confidence uh, will. Uh, continue to expand beyond the borders of, of financial services and will find its way into uh, the more mainstream industries that um, that we see across the world. Well, there we go. Thanks so much for being with us. It's been a tremendous Pleasure. interview with Brian Donegan, head of digital business for the Isle of Man government. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Trace. Be sure to get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate. 